up um, Ultraniverse Live under the official Rob Glasser Network. We're going to have some fun today going old school. Try not to creep out anybody too much. You'll see what I mean. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome to an episode of Ultra Universe Live, the series that covers the more nerdy, geeky, and just weird fandom stuff. Today, we are going to react and discuss the original TMNT, otherwise known as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And if you are a child of the 90s, or of the 80s for that matter, you'll know what I'm talking about. We're going old school now. We're not going to talk about the new ones, because for all purposes, that's really not my turtles, so, you know... So the history starts back between 83 and 86, which was the conception and the first comics. Now, as we know, most of these things start out as a comic. And this particular one was created by the great Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Um, he, he's known specifically for this. However, he also was a publisher in the magazine Heavy Metal and Peter Laird specifically working with Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. They both met in Manhattan, began working on illustrations together in 83. Laird invited Eastman to move in with him in Dover, New Hampshire. That November, Eastman drew a masked turtle standing on its hind legs, armed with nunchucks. Laird out of the words Teenage Mutant. And there you go. The concept parodied several elements in popular superhero comics, such as the Teenagers of the New Teen Titans, the Uncanny X-Men, the Ninjas of the Daredevil comic, and of course, funny animals like Howard the Duck. Eastman and Laird developed the concept uh, into the comic book, they considered giving the turtles Japanese days, but instead went for the Italian Renaissance. And of course, we have Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. I believe all are artists. Well, Leonardo da Vinci, I think, uh, was the inventor. Raphael was a sculptor. Donatello, I believe, was a sculptor. And Michelangelo, obviously, an artist. And Laird has said that he felt just quirky enough to fit the concept, so... They ran with it, and it did. They developed a backstory referencing uh, further elements from Daredevil. The turtles are also altered like he was by radioactive material, and their sensei Splinter, that giant rat, was a play on Daredevil sensei by the name of Stick. If you guys are Marvel fans, you know who that is. In March of 1984, Eastman and Laird founded a comic book company called Mirage Studios in their home. Using money from a tax refund and a loan from Eastman's uncle, they printed copies of the first issue of TMNT and, advertisement in and advertised it in Comics Buyer's Guide magazine. This attracted the interest of comic distributors, and, <coughs> excuse me, and all 3,000 copies were sold in a few weeks. Sales of further issues continued to climb. Jumping to 87-89, we get into the toys, the animation, and the video games. In 1987, Eastman and Laird licensed Turtles to Playmates Toys. Um, okay, so it is the preschool. Okay, so it's the one that do a lot of preschool toys now. Between 88 and 97, Playmates produced Turtles toys, including around 400 figures and dozens of vehicles and playsets. About $1.1 billion of Turtles toys were sold in four years, making them the first or the third best-selling figures ever at the time, right behind G.I. Joe and Star Wars toys. Influenced by the success of He-Man, G.I. Joe and Transformers, which have promoted Turtles in animated series, Playmates worked with the animation studio Murakami Wolf Swenson to produce the first 
animated series. Pretty cool, guys. So we got comics, we got toys, now we're into the cartoon. This premiered in 1987 and ran for almost a decade. It introduced many of the elements that we know of today, such as their color-coded masks. What is it? Purple, blue, orange, and red, I believe. Um, catchphrases that they have, their love of pizza, and of course, their distinct personalities. To make it acceptable to parents and TV networks, the series had a lighter tone than the comics, no expletives, less violence, and the villains weren't so creepy. In the UK and other European regions, however, the franchise was renamed Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles for the violent connotations of the word ninja. Goes in some of the uh, videos we've done about culture and words. It happens. The first video games came out on NES. You remember that? Nintendo Entertainment System in 1989. And um, the first of several developed by the Japanese company Konami. You remember them too, right? It sold approximately 4 million copies, making it one of the best-selling NES games in, res <laughs> excuse me, in response to concerns that the series was drifting from its origins. Eastman and Laird published an editorial and comic. In the comic in 1989 writing, we've allowed the wacky side to happen and we enjoy it very much. All, all the while, though, we've kept the originals very much ours. Eastman later said that there was some stuff they wish they hadn't said yes to, and Laird wrote of his dislike of the softer tone of the animated series. What are you going to do, guys? You have a thing, you like it. If you want to make the money, you got to change it so people will actually accept it, right? So these guys probably already knew that, but it doesn't stop them from saying they wish they hadn't. Into the 90s is where we're going to end uh, timeline-wise. We have the first films, the franchise expansion, and its commercial peak. Because as we know, while Nickelodeon has a few new shows, yeah, you know. The 90s is where we saw the peak of the franchise. The first Turtles film was released in 1990, featuring the designs from Jim Henson's Creature Shop. It was based more closely on the comic than the animated series with a darker tone. It was the fourth highest grossing film in 1990 and the highest grossing independent, earning more than 200 million worldwide that year. Um, a sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, was released the following year with a rushed production and a lighter tone. It received weaker reviews and was less successful at the box office, though not as bad <coughs> as the Ninja Turtles 3, aimed at the Japanese market, the largest foreign market for years films at the time, but failed to see a release there and also saw much weaker reviews and sales. You know, you look back, I actually have the DVDs, you look back and you go, what the hell was that? But, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. In 1990, again, we saw a stage musical coming out of their shells, which was the Turtles as a rock band playing 40 shows across the United States. The musical was sponsored by Pizza Hut, uh, promoted on the Oprah Winfrey show with a little, uh, you know, snippet of the theater play the soundtrack the soundtrack album of vhs were released after the series ended a live action series ninja turtles the next mutation was created in 97 by saban the same guys who brought us power rangers it introduced a fifth female turtle venus de milo the series was canceled one after one season laird later said it was the only licensed turtle he truly regrets excuse me guys <coughs> Pardon me, I did not want to sneeze on screen. All right, so that is your 
timeline. If you want to find more, that was off of Wikipedia, but there's so many places to find. Just Google. Now we're coming to the fun part. We are going to react to some of this stuff because why not? Um, all right, so I'm down at the bottom here. Let's take uh, this off so you can see me. All right, so this comes out of one of the old comic books. Um, every picture I found is very fuzzy, but this is one of the original ways they were drawn. To me, they kind of similarly look to what the video game turtles look like. If you remember that original game, which actually, if you guys have Xbox, you can play on Xbox um, right now. This is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I have you know, plenty of comics um, that I could theoretically, you know, look through. Um, but this was kind of a different species of its own thing. So this one's pretty cool, not so weird, kind of your typical thing. Here we go, guys. All right, so see from the last was the comics, this is what we got for the animated series. Much happier, much smilier, much more colorful. And I don't know, much... I don't really know. Um, <laughs> this is the cartoon I remember growing up on, and nothing else to me is really as good as this. However, a lot of people thought it was kind of odd. People who liked the comics were a little eh, and like we said, Eastman and Laird ended up not being too happy with the sillier tone. But again, if you wanted to put this on TV, that comic book was not gonna cut it at the time that it was out. I personally like how they look. This is what I'm used to them seeing as. So to me, this is not that weird. What do you guys think who are watching live or on replay? Think this is odd to you or do you, along with me, remember watching these as a kid? <laughs> All right, so this is a cover of one of the comics, uh, partial color, partial black and white. Sorry guys, the dogs are going crazy. So this is uh, what you see. So of course the turtles, very disturbing looking. Um, you have Master Splinter, who looks a little demonic. April pretty much looks like what she would. And of course you have the foot soldiers and everybody down there in black and white. Shredder up in the corner, I actually almost missed that first time when I saw that. Uh, you only see his skin tone and his blue, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> skin tone and his blue shirt because his uh, helmet was also black and white and gray. <laughs> Again, not the weirdest thing. Um, I have way too many things out here. So, I mean, you know, if you wanted to compare to like a Spider-Man thing, guys, this is kind of what some of the Marvel stuff look like. So, you know, it's not that off to have that there, I don't think. Um, I'll have to go through my comics again and see. But, you know, it's really not that weird of a of a cover per se. All right, so this one actually is pretty cool. So this is the original drawing. And if you guys watch Storage Wars, um, one of the uh, buyers on that show actually found a whole Ninja Turtle thing and found one of these. He actually went down to meet uh, Kevin Eastman and they did this whole thing, he signed it. Um, but this is what they're originally gonna look like when they first drew it. Definitely more stocky, much thicker legs. I guess you can say more turtle-like, however, you know, I guess it's kind of weird, right? It's kind of weird looking. Um, this to me always makes me laugh because he kind of looks old uh, here. Um, but, you know, it's... <clears throat> Sorry guys, the dogs are just barking their heads off. Um, but this one really is pretty cool to me here, I think. Um, I would definitely like to see, um, you know, I would definitely like to see more of these. Um, 
images. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, I'm sure it's probably not, might not a thing. All right, what do we have next? Okay, guys, so here we go. This is what I was waiting for. Um, this was the live action 90s uh, turtles. Now these were all in suits, costume designed by Jim Henson. You can definitely tell they were Muppet style costumes. Um, with that, God, my dogs are going nuts. Uh, it, Uh, sorry guys, the dogs are going crazy. Um, huh. Okay, I'm going to try to finish this video up. Um, Alright, so as you can tell, these are very Muppet costumes. Um, these are all suits. I forgot who was in there. There's um, four actors that I think were fairly big at the time. Um, I'll have to go back and look them up. But you see what you get here, though. You get what you kind of come for with the animated turtles. You get more of a... Um, you know, goofier looking thing. You get a, um, you know, you get the colors back. Um, you don't get, you know, obviously this is just kind of a screenshot, right? But you get to see what they would look like. I gotta say for somebody who grew up with the movie at the time, it was the coolest thing. Now, not so much. But for a live action, for watching turtles walking around, it, it worked. You know, it worked, I guess. So, all right, guys. So I thought I would pull up some toys that I found on eBay because most of the stuff I found on Amazon actually is newer, which is not what I want. So this is a old school uh, Eastman Laird Ninja Turtles from the comic book. So if you see in the corner of the toys, you have the image that's more, um, you know, darker turtle. Um, and I believe the box came with it. We were one of those paper boxes that probably super easy to tear. Um, but it came with the toys. So you had Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Shredder, and Splinter. Uh, you can probably get the other toys as well. I think I have a bunch. Um, but these are the toys you get. You can get these. I believe this one was pretty expensive. It was like 90 bucks, I think, which when you add tax, it's going to probably be over $100. But keep in mind, this is the kind of stuff that's worth a lot of money. So if you have them at home and they might still be in a box, good on you because... <laughs> Sorry, guys. There's people out there. It's distracting me. Um, because when you have um, them in the box, they're going to be worth more money. Um, I lost my track of thought. So if you guys want to spend the money, go get them. However, really right now, the, the, the problem is, because I have so many things here as well, the problem is it's the time and the area of doing so. A lot of things that used to be worth money probably aren't going for as much. For instance, I have cards, you know, collector cards. I have toys. I have stuff that at one point in time would have been worth, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Now you go on eBay and people are only selling them for $10. So. Keep that in mind if you are saving your stuff. You know. All right, the last one up here. So I just thought this was freaking hilarious. It is a 20-foot hose-powered water slide with the characters, not only on the box, but on the water slide. This was from, it looks like, Helm Toys. I forgot how much this was going for, but I'm pretty sure it was like 50 or 60 bucks. 
the box itself is worth money. The water slide is worth money. Uh, 560 jets, 500 water jets to keep it wet. Five sturdy anchors. Oh, to hold it into the thing. This was something you had in the 90s. This was something everybody did. Um, so, you know, it makes sense that there was one. Of course, there was always that child on the front that was like, oh, look at me, I'm having fun. Um, that being said, th this is probably not something a collector is really going to ask for as much. Um, I'm going to see how much this was and, and, you know, just from my own knowing. But this is something that you would you would have seen at a Toys R Us or KB Toys or all that stuff. So, crazy, right? Um, which one's which? There we go. So, that being said, what, what do you think? This was pretty nuts. Most of the things were not that weird to me because, well, I grew up with it. However, it still is weird to me. Now, I haven't gone back to watch any of the movies recently. I haven't watched any of the old cartoons yet recently. But it is something that brings back nostalgia, and it's single, you know, it's never going to obviously take place of this. This is my all-time favorite nostalgia for sure. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is something that I grew up on. Most people my age grew up on. Um, Nickelodeon still has it. I think it's just TMNT now. TMNT 2000. I don't. I don't know what it is. They have such weird names. But the problem being is that you change the animation style, it becomes three-dimensional, it becomes all this stuff. It's no longer the Ninja Turtles that you know. So. I just want to bring something up from my past that I thought was cool. And yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. This is actually a pretty long video here. All right, you guys, so we are going to uh, wrap it up really quick, but we're going to come right back on right afterwards. And if you want to stay tuned, we're going to be on YouTube in just a second. So thanks for watching. As always, uh, stay curious. Bye, guys.